Welcome everybody back to the Daily Wildcat Football Podcast. Yes, we are sir. back, and I am here once again with Jordan Pollock. How are you, today, Jordan? I'm doing good, dude. I'm doing real good. How are you? I'm doing great, and I can't wait to uh, get into it. This has been one of my favorite segments that we've did over the past month or so. Yep, it's been and great. And it's you know our college football playoff segment, um, and just talk about the overall landscape and see where it takes us. But let's start it off. The top seven um, a night ago on Tuesday, as we know, they release every week the new top 25 college football playoff rankings. The top seven teams stayed the same, but the eighth did change, and that was because um, number eight, Oklahoma, lost to Baylor. Baylor moved up to 11. Uh, what did you think of that um, over the weekend? Because I know we went, we've been going back and forth on Oklahoma, if they're elite, if they're not. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, they just kind of played the best team they've played so far in the season, and they kind of just got dominated. Um, the score doesn't really show it, but Baylor, Baylor's a defensive first team. So unless if you're the other team's defense is really that bad, then that's when blowouts are going to show. I know the top two defenses in the country. Um, Georgia and Wisconsin, usually it's the same way with those teams. They just smother teams, and they barely score. And so if the other team that they're playing has a bad defense, then their team's just going to rack up points, and the other team's not going to score. So that was kind of the way that game went. Baylor is a super great offense. I know Dave Aranda has done such a freaking great job there. Um, also, former defensive coordinator from the University of Wisconsin. But it's it's kind of insane to see. I was I was gonna I was gonna wait. Uh, we should have did the over under how long until you mentioned Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> hey hey, Wisconsin! They're just you know the th- best three loss team in the country. It doesn't mean anything, but it kind of means something. But anyway, Baylor Baylor just dominated them on Saturday. They forced, I believe, at least two interceptions. Yeah. from Williams and and also Spencer Rattler did uh, go in the game late. Uh, as they pulled Caleb Williams as he was struggling. Basically, the whole game couldn't get anything going, as you mentioned. Yeah, you're a huge Caleb Williams stan, so how did you feel about that, that, I mean, I like, that decision? I like both of them. I think Caleb Williams is still really good, and I just don't like when teams switch quarterbacks that frequently. I think they still should have stuck with Rattler, actually, that he had him at, I believe, 6-0 and when they took him out. So I, I do believe in that. My whole thing is... How are they right now? They're ranked 13 after that loss. They moved down five or six spots. But my whole thing is, how are they ranked 13 when they're a one-loss team? They were undefeated, and all these other one-loss teams. Like, how is Ohio State fourth and they're a one-loss team? How is Michigan sixth? They're a one-loss team. Michigan State who lost to Purdue unranked. That just doesn't make sense, you know. Losing to a team like. Baylor, who's a really good football team, now they're nearing the top ten. I just think they should, they shouldn't have dropped that that much. Actually, yeah, I mean, I mean, you look at it because Baylor is still a two loss team. Oklahoma is the outlier in that team, and that's in that like group of top nine. Yeah, and they have been the whole time. This whole the the past month of or a few weeks of doing the college football playoff rankings, they have been the outlier, which I've said from the beginning. I just I don't believe, and it doesn't I, make any sense. It, I, you don't believe it, but the reason they're the outliers because they were undefeated and they really didn't play any good teams. That's A lot the of these reason. teams don't play that many good teams. 
Cincinnati probably has two better wins than any of Oklahoma's wins. One for sure. I think all those teams are overrated. You know how I feel. But the but the thing is, like overrated. Yeah, no, 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 no. They're one win. I'm curious. I'm curious the combined record of the teams OU has beaten. Honestly, because it's not. I'm pretty positive it's not a winning percentage. Yeah, and another another thing uh, we, we talked about the other day, and I ranked my my top three win best wins of college football so far, and I ranked it Oregon's win over Ohio State easily. Um, Cincinnati's win over Notre Dame at Notre Dame, and then number three Texas A&M win against Alabama. Those are my three top wins. So that's that's why I do believe Cincinnati should be. I don't believe they should be in the top four, but they should be in that top six group uh, because they have a great win. And I, I think that's that's why they're ranked there, and I guess that's why the college football committee hasn't liked Oklahoma so far. Well, Oklahoma is in a unique spot because they're in a mixture of they haven't they before this past week they hadn't beat any good teams, but they also have never been fully dominant in every single game they've played, or at least to a point. Like two weeks ago, or two weeks before the Baylor game, they were losing at halftime at Kansas, and Kansas is one of the worst power five college football programs in history of football yeah the big 12 has also shown to be kind of like the pac 12 where the teams beat each other up they you know they lose this you know, year one, one this i year. feel like in the past i mean maybe i mean oklahoma has done very well but i feel like in the past it's like texas looks good for a week or two and then they get then they get beat or you know oklahoma state looks really good for a week or two and then they get beat so i think that the big 12 does that a lot yeah not as much as the pac 12 but I still believe that to some extent. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough. I think I think the Big Twelve has been in that conversation almost like the SEC, where you have one team kind of ahead of everybody else that just doesn't lose, and then everybody else just kind of beats the crap out of everybody else. I think that's that's like Ben Oklahoma over the last few years. Like I saw the stat: Lincoln Riley's lost like nine games. Yes. Yeah. The crazy six seven years and almost all of them are in the bowl games. Yeah, which is insane. Yeah, yeah, they're not good at the end of the year, to say yeah. the least. Another crazy thing that people forget is Oklahoma is still number one in the Pick Twelve after that loss. Yeah, they're, they're still they're, they're still that, they're still ahead of Oklahoma State. They have the tiebreaker over them, and they're ahead of Baylor because Baylor is a two loss team, um, and they're 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 on a good stretch, but. I mean, they did lose to two. They lost to TCU by two two weeks ago, and they lost to Oklahoma State. So, I, Oklahoma, I as of right, right now, but I, I, I still predict. I'm going to say right now because there's still, uh, I believe, is there two weeks left? Yeah, two weeks left in the season until bowl season and you know uh, conference championships. But yeah, my my prediction right now is that Oklahoma will end the year as a borderline playoff team because I think they're going to run the I I'm going to I think they're going to run the table. I think they're going to win the Big 12 championship. As I said before, and I still think they're going to do that. Every team can slip up. Ohio State slipped up and they have tough matchups. We'll get into them a little bit later. They're playing uh Michigan State um in Columbus. Yeah, I'm I don't think Oklahoma is going to get to the Big 12 championship. Why? Who do you think they're going to lose to? I think they're going to lose to Oklahoma State. The last game of the season. It's a huge rivalry. It's at, yeah. it's at Oklahoma State. Um, and that loss would take them below the Cowboys, Oklahoma State Cowboys and Baylor. 
and that would be your Pac or your Big Twelve championship. I think that's what's going to happen. Um, Oklahoma State has kind of been not very good in those in those rivalries, especially with Lincoln Riley at the helm at Oklahoma. I think this is the year where they get them on the butt because I'm sure I'm sure Oklahoma's going to be going to be down pretty heavy after that Baylor loss. I but uh, but uh, but the, they even have Iowa Iowa State still a tough out. They are. They're always tough. That'll be a but tough the, out for them even this Saturday. I think they could lose a Saturday. The thing that I still think remains true is they're still a big they're still a power five conference, one of the best. And if if Oklahoma does program um, program, you say they're one of the best power five programs no, or no, one no. of the power, best power five teams. No, no, conferences. The con the the Big Twelve. It's still a power five pro, or a conference. Oh yeah. Well yeah. yeah. So I still think that even, Oklahoma State, same goes for them. Oklahoma State or or Oklahoma are still in that position where if they win the Big 12 championship, they run the table, they'll be right there close to make the playoff. I think I think over Cincinnati. I, I really believe that. I I I get the thought. I just Cuz Michigan State, Michigan I just State. I just with the way with the way they have Oregon and the way they have Ohio State even though like Oregon like beat Ohio State like that win like that's that that's just the way I see the committee looking at this is like the teams with the best with the best records that look the best on the field but also have very good resumes and like at least one good if not great win yeah but just think about this for example say Oklahoma would run the table and that would mean they would beat Oklahoma State a top 10 team uh, as of right now, probably. and they're in the last game. They'd probably then, have to play Baylor. No, yeah, so that's what I was going to say. So then I was, yeah, that's what I was going to say. If they beat Baylor, then that washes that out. They're one and one in those games, and then and they beat Oklahoma State. The, to to me, they're right there with them, and I think that I, I don't know. I think you could argue they could get in over Ohio, or they maybe should to meet over Ohio State. Like if Ohio State runs the table too. Uh, I I I don't know how good the Big Ten is this year. It's good. It's it's good. It's good, but it's not great. I I still don't think Michigan State's a great team. I think. I mean, I wonder we could get into it right now about that game. That's the basically the premier game of the weekend. Yeah. Um, as we have number seven Michigan State going on the road to number four Ohio State in Columbus. Right now they're nineteen point. Um, favorites, yeah. Ohio State is, uh, yeah, they're nineteen point favorites. Games uh, noon kickoff on the East Coast, ten a.m. for us. How do you see that one playing out? Because that that that'll you know the what I predicted a few weeks ago is that it will play itself out the Big Ten and the playoff rankings, and this is a big game for that. Because if Michigan State loses, their two losses they drop way down probably, I or agree. at least out of the top ten. Likely, if nobody else loses, I I agree with that. I, Ohio State looked so good last week. I think Ohio State wins that game. I I don't know if it's nineteen, but I don't think it's within a one score game. The crazy the crazy thing that that could really shake it up though, and it would Michigan be really State fun. Wins. Yeah, if Michigan State wins, and then two loss Ohio State team, and then but then Michigan State could have an argument because Michigan State you know beat Michigan. They lost to Purdue, but then that means you know we've talked about this a lot in the past. Is committee looks at the end of the season, so if they look at the end of the season. Like that, that's two, that means they have the two best wins and that's, yeah. if they did that and they won the big 10 
Jamie Chip getting a little ahead of herself because I, I don't know if yeah you'll have Wisconsin sitting there, yeah. so that's the best defense in college football. So that'll be tough out. Yeah, I mean, I I think they're good. They're I don't think they're in that level yet. No, no. Statistically, Wisconsin has the best defense. No, I'm not saying their defense. I'm football. saying as a team. Oh, as a team. Well, they're first in the West. Well, no, the West. The West is historically the worst conf or or worst, worst division. division in college football. No, no. In in the Big Ten, the two sides. The West is always well, worse. Well, yeah, because the other side has Ohio State. Well, no, and Penn State and Michigan nah, State. Nah, yeah, those teams don't mean anything. There's yeah, Ohio they do. State. They do. It's Ohio State. How many Michigan State? How many teams? Michigan how many teams, how many teams on the East have won in the Big Ten championship that wasn't named Ohio State? Penn State. Uh, Penn State. Uh, Michigan State. Penn State won it once in That's the last it. like ten years. Penn State and Michigan State. That's it. Well, no, I know Ohio State. It's three different teams. Yeah, but Ohio State's won it like five times. Yeah, because they're the best. But I'm just saying, there's more. But, there, there's more. But that's there. like. But that's like saying if you took Alabama out of the out of the West, then the SEC is a lot more even. All I'm all I'm, all I'm saying is, is that oh, I think Wisconsin's obviously their last two, their last month to two months of the season they've been really really good. Really I'm not good. taking, but I'm saying their first month they 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 weren't that good. Yeah, they their lost, offense wasn't they, there. They lost to. Uh, lost, Notre Dame, their first game. Michigan, and Penn State. Yeah, which it's crazy because Penn State never wins those tough games. Um, at, at like away, so was also, I was surprised was about that game. game. That was a crazy game. Did you watch yeah. that game? Yeah, that game was insane. But let's um, let's talk about any more games um, for the weekend. Yeah, the biggest probably, uh, I would say the closest game, the closest line, um, is. You know, Oregon, number third ranked Oregon, is going on the road to number twenty three ranked Utah, and Utah is a three point favorite. As we know, Arizona played Utah this past weekend. Arizona only lost by nine points at home. We'll get into that a little bit later. But Jordan, how do you see this one playing out? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't feel like I've ever seen Utah play Oregon. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember any of those games? I don't. I don't. Um, I'm. 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 You were saying right before we started, you were really surprised how close the yeah. I'll get it. I'll, yeah, I'll just say. I'll game. say that for the listeners right now. Yeah. What I said to you before we start recording here. But my take was Oregon is 20 spots higher in the rankings than Utah, and I know they're on the road. Road games are tough in conference, but there's. I just never get it and. I get, you know, when a 7 rank is playing like a 15th or something like that, a 10 is playing, an 18. But when a 3 team, and that, that that's a top 3 team in the country, yeah. if you think, like, if you're if you're the committee and you say that's, like, the third best team in the country in college football right now, and then the bookmakers, you know, only or have them as underdogs, I just don't, I just don't see that. And don't get me wrong because I want to hear what you think, but I don't think Oregon's looked that great at all. What about you? No, I don't think so. I think that Stanford last kind of points at all you need to look at. And they had they had a close game against Cal at home on a Friday night a few weeks ago. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the last two games, they've only won. They beat Washington by 10 points. Um, that was away. And then last week they beat Washington State, who Arizona goes there this week. They only beat them by uh, 14 points. And before that, uh, two weeks before that, they only beat UCLA by three. That was a shootout. Cal, as you mentioned, by seven. They have a high, they they have a high ranking. They just have to not lose, honestly. 
That's where they're at. And, and the thing is about is, is what I always like to say is it, it matters how you beat teams, but for them, like as you just mentioned, it doesn't matter how they beat teams because nope. I, I do think they could drop, but I don't agree they should drop at all because if they – if they win out, win the Pac-12 championship, they didn't. What else can they do? I mean, yeah, you could beat teams. You can beat teams by two touchdowns every game, but that's not how every team wins. Every team's not Alabama, who just beats up in Georgia, who just beats teams by twenty, thirty points. That's but just they don't not, even do that though. Week in and week out. Yeah, they. I mean, this year in general, like I've said from the beginning of this college football season, is it's one of the weirdest I can remember. So many teams. There's so many close games. And there's just very few dominant teams. You know, Georgia, for about a quarter and a half, Georgia and Tennessee looked pretty close. Tennessee was, yeah. was in it, but then we know what happened there. And, yeah, I just think anything can happen. And Utah has looked really, really good, but Arizona kept that kept that game close. Yeah. And that was a really tough game. And I, I just don't know after that performance how their favorites against the it's like was that line made before that game because they weren't like dominant against arizona yeah i think i think it'll be if or if utah can't stop like u of a's offense uh, if you're letting will Plummer <laughs> score a 40 yard rushing touchdown <laughs> on fourth down how are you going to stop anthony brown and all these guys travis yeah. die i don't i don't know yeah it's kind of confusing i'm 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 sure that home field advantage is the main reason why the odds are the way they are. Any final takes on that before we move on to a different game? I think Oregon wins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do. I'll say. I do too. I think they're going to win. I think they're actually going to win by a touchdown or more. I think they're going to have an impressive win for the committee to look at over the weekend. It's kind of sad for Utah though because it's like they're in a position to either like oh if they lose like that sucks like nobody wants to lose. But if then then if they win, then they're basically just preventing the Pac-12 from getting in the playoff. Yeah, I mean, and that's probably for this game and projected Pac-12 championship, which I'm pretty sure as of right now, no matter which way this game goes, I think Utah is still projected to be the Pac-12 South champion, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I believe they're two games up. On yeah, S- I'll check. I'll check really quick. Um, yeah, yeah, Oregon's still ahead. Um, yeah, yeah, Utah. Yeah, Utah. Well, no, no, they no. Have one Utah, game. Oh well, no, Utah is one game up on the conference on ASU. They're tied overall. But they're tied, but and they so, win that tiebreaker though. So I mean, ASU. I mean, ASU. Utah has to lose both games for ASU to have a chance. I mean, they have some tough games. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, another another line. Just you know, looking through the weekend games is number eleven Baylor. As we just talked about them a little bit. Yeah, they're only one. Line? They're only one point favorites at <laughs> no, Kansas State. Or no, 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 no. They're one point underdogs. I yeah. read. I read that wrong too. Like, how is a team who just beat Oregon or beat Oklahoma, you know, who's a top ten team in the country, an underdog to an unranked team? It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Kansas State's not a bad team though. Kansas, they're not. They won four straight. They Kansas, won four straight. Kansas State is a team yeah, but they that, haven't. They haven't played anyone on or near Baylor's level. No, but they did beat Stanford, and Stanford beat Oregon, so <laughs> doesn't really mean much. But they also lost by six to Oklahoma, and yeah, it's like just scroll, just looking down the thing. It's Clemson's a four and a half point favor 
uh, at home against 10 Wake Forest, who's been really good this year. Oh, now you I mean, get pe- some respect to Wake Forest. I mean, pe- I mean people... I mean, they've been good. I just don't think. I mean, people are still are still sleeping. I think on the Clemson. Demon Deacons. Cle, Cle, Clemson seven and three. People act like they have like five losses. Like Clemson's not that bad. Remember Alabama two years ago when they had two losses though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Clemson's in that conversation. Like they lose more than one game. They lose one conference game. Yeah, they're bad. Compared I mean, if to, they if they compared win, to their the standard that they've created for themselves, that's that's just what they do, you know. Like look at LSU over the last two years; they've been dope, just getting dumpstered. I mean, it ba- it's basically LSU for the past like ten years. Besides, oh, besides that one besides year, the one year, honestly, you're not wrong. Yeah, they, they or that, that's why I love that year because that team obviously was great to watch, but it was a different thing we've seen in college football because you know every other year it's Clemson it was Clemson Bama two years and then you know other teams Georgia mix in there once in a while but um yeah what do you yeah so how do you see how do you see how do you see that Matt you think Clemson could pull that out yeah I'm still a huge Clemson stand I see them winning that game oh that'll be a fun year to watch that's it's early too so that'll be number two. Alabama also plays twenty-one. Arkansas, they're twenty-one point favorite. Yeah, I think they went by more than twenty-one. Honestly, yeah, I think I can't really wait. I hope nothing goes wrong, but I can't wait until that Alabama Georgia matchup. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just gonna be really. I think. I mean, I think a hundred percent Georgia and Alabama will both make it, but I just don't. Um. Or I'll not say that if Alabama loses to Georgia, and, but like my whole thing is if Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship, it's where do they rank both teams? Mm-hmm. You can't have them one and four, and you maybe two and three, maybe or not not two and three, um, maybe two two and four. Maybe Georgia would be two. Alabama. Well, no, if Alabama wins, if Alabama as crazy as this sounds, Alabama is. People talk as, like as much shit on them. Alabama could be ranked number one, like going into the playoffs. If they beat Georgia, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would probably be Alabama one, Georgia three. That that that's my guess. That would suck. I would hate that. And then it, and then it would just be back to every other year. You think you have something for fifty for for ten plus weeks, and then it's gonna it just be like, disappears. It's gonna be like it until they extend the playoffs, which sadly isn't this year. Hopefully, it's soon though. Yeah, I don't know when that's going to happen. Any final thoughts, though, on college football at all? Anything playoffs? Anything we didn't get to yet? I I just got to throw it out there. Like, college game day has got to be in San Antonio for that UTSA-UAB game. Like, Roadrunners, they're coming in hot. They're coming in hot. Pac-12 needs to pick up UTSA, honestly. I don't honestly. Know. I don't know what to say about that. UTSA, different breed. Drop Arizona. Different breed. Drop Arizona. <laughs> Just switch conferences. U of A is in Conference USA. <laughs> yeah. That'd be crazy. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll see. Because UAB isn't a bad team. And no. uh, I've noticed uh, that their their coach has like already been linked to possibly looking to take the Virginia Tech job that just opened up this week. Really? Mm-hmm. I did not see that. But, yeah, before we move on to talk about um, the Arizona football team, their, la- their last game against Oregon, their upcoming matchup against 
Washington State. It's on Friday night, actually, this week, Jordan. But I wanted to remind everyone that when this comes out, uh, our new Daily Wildcat print edition will be starting to appear on racks throughout campus. It's uh, our it's our basketball, our basketball annual guide, basketball yeah. guide. Uh, as we know, the, the men and the women's have both been off to hot starts. So be sure to check um, all of our pieces out and the entire print edition as a whole if you're interested in basketball or Arizona sports. Yeah, it'll be, be some good stuff. Our very own sports assistant, Ryan Wall, has a great piece on Dale and Terry. <laughs> yeah, so you guys can check out that and much more, but... Jordan, let's talk about Arizona's game this past week. You know, they they kept it close with Utah. They were down by um they were down by eight points. No, they were down by nine points. They got the touchdown and then they were down by two. Oh wait, no, I messed that up. They were down by No, no, they were down by eight. Yeah, they were down by eight and then they went for two. They didn't get it within the last ten minutes. And it was a questionable call. Jed Fish called kind of a wildcat. He called it maybe a little light Philly special, and it just didn't work out. What'd you What'd you see from the entire game, though? Um, they fought. They fought. They scored. Um, not really very much of a defensive game. If you look at the, if you look at the overall score, um, Arizona did in the first half. They 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 did come out with a ton of huge stops. Uh, as in the, they they did give up over thirty five points, which is not good from the eye, yeah. but they did put together a pretty solid performance and came up with the big plays when they needed. Do you prefer to see like the strength of defenses and getting stops, f- or forcing turnovers, or a little bit of both? A little bit of both. I think it's also that's why I don't think points tell the whole story for sure because. You, it's really situational. Like For you sure. said, when something's needed, that's when, you know, like if your offense lets up points, uh, or I mean your defense lets up points, you need to even it out. But, yeah, I think it really goes both ways. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And so that's one thing that I know the Michigan defenses over the last few years when Brown was over there, like they weren't super huge, super like turnover machines, but like they just stopped offenses from moving. You know who has been turnover machine? Who? The Arizona special teams unit. They have. They have. They had a big play on. Big touchdown. Big play on Saturday. Yeah, they had a uh, block punt for return for a touchdown. Um, when was the last time Rashawn that's happened? Uh, the block uh, punt? Yeah, when was the last I don't time know. one of those happened for a return for a touchdown? For Arizona? Yeah. I think for the at least the first time in the last decade. Yeah. I think it was like 2009 I, I thought I saw a stat. Which is crazy. Um, three three phases of the game. If you can win three phases of the game, you can win a lot of games. So it's it's been really cool to see how Arizona throughout this season has seen little little itty bitty microscop microscopic strides in different phases of the game. Like last week a big thing was like defense and like the defense played super well. Um, the week before at USC, like the offense in the second half played really dominant. Yeah, ba- basically since the Colorado thirty-four to nothing, you know, shutout, they've they've been good. You know, you mentioned the USC, the Washington game. They only lost by five. They were yep. leading up until the fourth quarter. Um, then we know the Cal game and this Utah game this past weekend. They looked really, really good. And Will Plummer might have been to me his best game. 
He had almost 300 combined total yards. As I mentioned before, he had that big play on fourth down. Yeah, well, that wasn't the, that wasn't the read. He just scrambled it on his own and you know made something out of nothing, as Fish said. And that's how I think he needs to take the next step. He needs to think better on on his own and make the reads himself because and not just look at it as his first you know his first read or his first guy yep. because that's not always there and that's how you turn the ball over a lot and you cannot it doesn't allow you to take the next step yeah i think one thing that's really interesting kind of looking at the stats is how many touches stevie rocker got at the running back position he got the most carries i know it's only six but it's still more carries than the next running back on the roster. Well, wait, well, no, no, the leading rusher was Will Plummer. Oh, he was, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like yards. from running backs because he's a quarterback. Yeah. Outside of that 43 yard run that Will Plummer had, he only had seven. Yards. I mean, yeah, they didn't. They, but, they didn't run the. I mean, no, they didn't run the ball. I mean, they ran the ball 30 times. So quite it a wasn't, bit. It wasn't like 30 real times. It was, you know, a lot of Very, dump offs and yeah. a lot of Will Plummers were. Basically, just trying to get, like get to the next play and get rid of the not get rid of the ball, but you know, move it on. Gotcha. I think that's really interesting, though. How many people touch the ball out of there the, haven't been a lot of backfield or on jet sweeps and such. Yeah, there haven't been a lot of positives as we know, but one positive has been Dorian Singer, as we know, walk on middle of the season, worked his way onto the main, not just the main roster, but onto the field, field as yeah. a player that is out there a lot and has gained Judd Fisher's trust. Dorian Singer had five catches, 84 yards, and it's really looked good and looked good in that role. Um, It has seen a decrease in Booby Curry's role, which I don't know why. Maybe we're not at practice, but maybe Singer impressed more than than Booby, so that may be why he took his spot. Yeah, it's interesting, just especially like he's a freshman. Booby Curry um, has been at U of A three it's his third year um yeah but the first year was out like the whole year yeah but yeah dorian singer phoenix product out of pinnacle high school nico with nico and spencer rattler um did he play with rattler i think his freshman year and sophomore year he played maybe his freshman did year spencer play there all four years mm-hmm. are they good at football yeah they were they just really always good. know them for basketball I think their football team overall was better than their basketball team. I think the basketball team just won one or two state titles. I don't remember. But, yeah, their football team's good. They've definitely taken a step back without Spencer Rattler. But, um, anyway, yeah, this they played really well, especially against the best team in the Pac-12 South. All right, I'm back here with Jordan. Jordan, before we wrap up today's show, uh, let's get into this Friday night's game. Um, against the Washington State Cougars. Washington State's been a pretty good football team as of late. They're five and five, um, coming off a pretty some pretty good wins. They're fifteen point favorites. Over under is fifty two and a half. What, how do you see this one playing out? Um, I have no idea. I really have very little knowledge about Washington State. Um, they beat ASU pretty good two weeks ago. But they lost, and they lost to BYU only by two points. They beat Stanford. BYU is a good team, though. They yeah. also got dumpstered by USC the week after USC fired Helton. Did, did they? Yeah, they dumpstered him. It was like forty-five to fourteen. Yeah. So you got a score prediction? 
Um, I don't know, honestly. Um, I think U of A will score points, though. Like, I think we've seen seen that a lot. I think judging at these these Michigan State scores, their their defense isn't super super great. Um, but we'll see. The Washington State, though, I think. I think they would be a lot better if they didn't have nearly as much like controversy and stuff going off off the football field. I don't know if you know much about what's been going on with yeah. them. But um uh their their coach earlier this season, Nick Nick Rolovich, um, was basically fired on October eighteenth yeah. due to a vaccine mandate through the state through the federal state government i believe and so washington state's a public university and so he was not vaccinated the, at that time and so he was fired and relieved of his duties and so yeah i think i it just kind of went through a lot um i think it's gonna be a close game my final score predictions i'm gonna say washington state 28 arizona 24 um. Yeah, I'll say. I'll say probably Washington State thirty-five, U of A twenty-eight. Probably I'll I'll keep it on one score. I think. Sounds good. I think U of A will score some. Anything points. else you got to add, Jordan? Before we go today, Arizona college football in general. Anything? Um. No, I'm really excited for that U of A ASU game though. Yeah, that'll Next be week. cool and um. It's a little over a week here. Um, a little under <laughs> two weeks, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Still a lot of time before then, but um we'll see. Another another big territorial cup game. Hopefully it's hopefully it's a little more fun than last year's. Yeah, it's hard to believe or it's hard to get worse than seventy three to seven. So yeah, we'll I know, see. Right? So we'll Yeah, see. well I wanted to thank everyone for tuning into the Daily Wildcat football podcast. I've been your host, Ryan Wall. He has been Jordan Pollock. Thanks, well, Jordan. For, thanks for coming on. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and everyone follow all of our coverage at Wildcat Sports on Twitter, at Wildcat Hoops if you're interested in basketball coverage. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Daily Wildcat and give our podcast a five-star rating. Thank you, and have a great day.